And then, you know, kind of give you kind of the floor for a bit. I forgot to put that in the notes. But, yeah, we usually try to give our guests, like, a little bit to tell who they are, what they do, what they like, you know, what's the name of your dog or cat. You know, it's up to you. This may go into okay. the cold. This may go into the cold open. Welcome to the Nerd Brand Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Jason. That's John, and this is Shane. Shane is from 520 East Brands, and today we're going to be talking about being real on social media and using your voice in branding. But for right now, Shane, I'm going to give you the floor to kind of tell people who you are, what you do, what you love, that kind of thing. Sure. So who I am, I'm Shane Schatz. I am a native Louisvillian who left for a long time, came back in 2002, and in 2008, I started this business basically because I said to my cousin, won't somebody just pay me to play on Facebook? And she said, yeah. So I started this agency. And so we are an outsourced voice for the brands we represent. We work with a lot of companies who either don't have time, don't have the know-how, or just don't want to deal with it, but they know that they have to have a social media presence. And a lot of times what they'll do is just set up a Facebook page and then they post on it for like three weeks straight. They have all this great stuff. And then a year later, they're like, huh, we never did anything. And consistency is obviously key. So we will um, basically take over their social presence for them and come up with a strategy, a persona, and deliver on different social media platforms that make sense for their brand, their audience, and their budget um, to produce and grow a community. So we're not just about creating fans that like your Facebook page. We're really about engaging with people and building a community for raving fans around your brand. And then, and then you know, what happened earlier this week happens and you're like, I, I can't work today. Facebook's down. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, it's like uh, we've been saying since 2016, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know? Well, and um, Joe Polizzi, who's like godfather of content marketing, you know, he says, hmm. don't build on rented land. And that's exactly what that is, building on rented land. Facebook owns your content, which means if you don't have somewhere else, they own your business. Hmm. You know, it's like the, the doors were locked. You couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. um, so don't build on rented land. Own your stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as possible, you know. And yeah. I yeah. think I saw that recent post from after the Facebook thing and I mean, just about everything's rented, unfortunately, today, but you have right. more control over some things than others. But, yeah. but, you know, we thought we had control of our email lists. Come to find out, uh, Apple and Google seem to yeah. have control of it actually yeah. hitting your inbox and actually being able to use it, you know, super effective yeah. as a marketing channel. So it's like, who knows what's what's going to happen? I've always had the, the very wild theory that eventually Google will just be websites. <laughs> you know, it's just inside yeah. Google. You will have your websites. There will be no external websites, but I know that's, that's probably hairbrained. I never thought about that. You yeah, know, well, I mean, Google. When, if you look at like Google's origins and when it started out, I mean, it was a portal, like Yahoo right. was. You know that 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 was the internet, and then you would like put something in there or click a link, and then it was just like you would stumble across maybe what you were looking for. You know that mm -hmm. I'm talking like mid to late '90s type internet, and then you know when you got into search that was a different animal that was a new way of thinking and they were there for that and how to make money on that that was the trick like right now there are more search ads at the top of the search engine page than there have been before it's kind of mm -hmm. annoying and that's been happening over <laughs> the last month so that's a new rollout that i know it's still slowly slowly propagating across the internet um 
all sellers, I'm seeing the dreaded listing websites come back mm-hmm. and listing. I don't know how these are still around. <laughs> <laughs> a search is literally a listing based upon yeah. a query. <laughs> right. Those directory sites are they're brutal in every category. Higher ed. I mean, we see it with even if you Google marketing agency, it's just like clutch up city, local city, <laughs> whatever it may be. Yeah. 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 You have to pay to be on there. So right. it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, John, to your theory. I would it just my thing is is like, uh, no, you're gonna end up paying to be on the first page it's not something there's no the word organic has had this connotation of free and it's not right it's not yeah so i think that that's about to come true that it's not mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be paid to be there you want to be there that's what it is so the whole page is an ad because right. we always say in our organization everything is an ad well mm-hmm. it's transforming that way because how advertising is now limited to reach specific audiences because of ios 15 or, or whatever um right yeah, you're going to have to figure out how to do advertising differently. Um, every yeah. single social media post, I can imagine the talk a little bit about like what, how much time on average does it take to just let's just, no matter the network, just to figure mm-hmm. out what you're trying to put in that post, the text, the copy for the post, not the imagery or anything else. Because I have had moments where I have had like the artwork and I'm like, what do I say? And then I have to figure <laughs> out. Well, it always ties back to your objectives. What are you trying to do? Where are you trying to lead people? You know, for us, we're, we are a mechanism for getting web traffic. So we want to be putting things out there that are engaging that get people to engage on the post directly, but it's got to be piquing their interest into what we do as a brand. And then depending on which platform we're on, what's the objective, what is the objective of the company? What is the objective of our team and how are we leading people back there? Um, So for one, one client I work with, it's very clear. It's very specific. Their objective is foot traffic and lead forms. So we can measure all of that and tie it back to what we're doing. If you're not measuring it, you don't really know if what you're doing is working. So measurement is really important. Um, I think where I have the biggest challenge where it I'm pretty quick on on, on deciding copy for social media posts in general, but when it comes to advertising, um, the Facebook Advent Manager is the bane of my existence. I can't stand it and I I have to deal with it. I really, it's it's like the worst platform ever created. Yeah. And my team will tell you, they'll be like, Shane, we have to run an ad for so-and-so. I'm like, oh, it'll take me like five hours. I mean, it doesn't, it takes 15 minutes, but um, it's really frustrating. But coming up with the right copy and putting the right copy in the right place on that ad to entice people to click, make sure even with the imagery, you know, we'll have an ad that'll run for a while and it'll say creative fatigue, which is like, stop using this picture. Nobody's looking at this anymore. Um, And, you know, I've had that happen where I say to the client, I cannot run this ad anymore until you give me a new picture. Can't do it. So the advertising piece of it is really challenging. And, you know, you want to make sure you've got just characters and no dot, dot, dot. You don't want people to have to click through to read the rest of it. So I find that to be the biggest challenge as far as copywriting. Mm -hmm. Google search is that like... I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, they're rewriting title tags in the search engine very aggressively mm-hmm. right now. So if your yes. title tag is written as an ad, not as the topic of the page, you're probably seeing huge drops in results right now. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So you have to, uh, yeah, we don't talk SEO much at Nerd Brand, because, but it keeps coming up and I know we're going to have to deal with it in some way with <laughs> about it or something because 
people just don't understand how much time it takes to do it. And it's almost like it's a separate service line apart from marketing and web and branding. It's not integrated. And and you can't, it can't just be anybody. It's got to be somebody who knows what they're doing. Even Google ads. I'll deal with Facebook ad manager. I hate it, but I can do it. Google ad manager. You need somebody, you need a specialist. You could yeah. blow through those $100. Remember those little $100 free gift cards you get? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd blow through that in like 30 seconds with no results. So I don't use, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I outsource yeah. that to a and Google on paid, verified yeah. On those paid ones, you can do tag modifiers. That's where you see like 25% off, blah, blah, blah. Those are useful right. for search ads, not display right. ads. Uh, but yeah, but when you have like your organic results, if you pop in there, the best, whatever eh, it might yeah. work as long as that's a part of the content and part of the topic of the page. But if that's just your angle to get ranked, no, Google, will right. re- Google is now rewriting that. And so, yeah, copy is, is something that that's the biggest part of our jobs. And what we do is trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to say things the right way, but go back to like, we're talking about brand voice. I mean, and being authentic, it's like we're not going to like shove words in your mouth as a branding agency. When we sit and talk with you, we're just, we're, we're really actively listening. And Mm -hmm. I've done that before with a lot of folks and John has, and so is Mitch where they end up spilling what their passion is and what their actual message is. And then we go Mm -hmm. on to the mediums and platforms that you manage and the websites and all this other stuff. And we're like, that is not on there anywhere. It's not on there. So we have a broken message. You know, would you like to, and let us show you what that would look like. Um, right. It's very hard for people to kind of get their head around that because they don't, I don't know, it's not a, it's not a widget they're being sold. I didn't sell them tires for their car. You know, I'm selling, right. I'm selling them the possibility. I'm selling them like maybe air out of this thing. I don't know. There's not a good analogy for cars. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Shane, talk a little bit about your, uh, not to give away your trade secrets or anything, but I know, I mean, we're kind of talking about the operational side of social media and time management mm-hmm. and actually getting stuff out the door that works. Yeah. You all have a, a writing process. I mean, we can talk about a content calendar, things like that, that maybe a, a small business owner who's not, you know, neck deep in marketing and the Twitterverse doesn't hear these terms that often. Uh, yeah, sure. So we have a couple of systems that we use um, with some clients. It's really as, e- as easy as Google Sheets where we've just got, you know, date, piece of content, link, graphic, here it goes, and we'll schedule that out. Um, We use Basecamp for project management. It's simple, it's easy, it's cost-effective. So for my internal team, we do that. And then some of our clients are actually on their projects as well on Basecamp, so we can communicate back and forth with them. And that just helps to keep us organized. I would say if you're a small business and you wanna do your own social media and you don't know, you know, you sit down, you're like, I don't know what to post. Well, take a look at the calendar. What kind of business do you have? And what about it is seasonal? So then you can literally do this on a piece of paper, month by month, what's important to your business that month? Do you have a school supply company? Well, August is gonna be a pretty big month for you. So let's talk about that. And then, you know, May, you're gonna be celebrating the end of the school year and maybe you're doing a book buyback, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Maybe you're doing a donation and giving back to the community of all those colored pencils that never got used. So I think that you have to look at your own business. I don't think that there is um, sort of a, a rule book that says in January, you post about this. I think it really depends on your business, your voice, your brand and what is important to your brand at different points of the year. You can go more specifically. I recommend starting with that month by month and then 
about three weeks into the month, look at the next month. What's coming? What do we need to talk about? Are, do we have any specials? Are we going to a conference? Are we speaking? Do we have a special guest coming in? Um, what is going on next month that really has to do with our business? And it really can be that simple. The other thing you can do, and I know this sounds silly, but we do do it for at least one client. We Google silly holidays because we can tie this, this particular product into anything. And we'll be like, it's this celebrity's birthday, or this was the day that blah, blah, blah happened in history. So take a look at that because, you know, maybe it's been 24 hours and you haven't posted anything and you feel like you need to get back in front of your audience. Maybe there's some kind of, you know, today is chocolate day and we're an ice cream store. Why no. have you not posted about this? So, um, so yeah, take a look at some of those. Certainly don't make all of your messaging about silly holidays, but a right. few times a month, perfectly reasonable. And it's an easy way, especially for a small business to internally make their branding, their, their marketing schedule tie into their brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love for us to be able to expand on some of that. Cause we only have like two that for me that I like May the 4th sometimes may the fifth because you know right fifth fifth yeah but anyhow yeah. um but uh <laughs> the other one's coming up and that's uh halloween and we're doing our next right. episode is going to be nerdoween and oh uh, that's good yeah and well nerdoween is not a nerd brand coin uh, term yeah it's just oh. a, actually just a thing uh okay. in culture in our culture um so it's like, uh, but for us on our podcast, you know, we, we, I, I like Halloween. Uh, there's a lot of people that are like, Ugh! and I'm like, I don't know why it's a lot of fun. I mean, look at how many, how much revenue is generated out of it. It's almost as much as it's getting to be almost as much as the holidays, I guess. I mean, John, that's, that's really more in your court, but, um, I, I just look at all the investment and all the money flowing around just from candy and decorations and everything. I mean, if we had an office, then yeah, it'd be decorated. I mean, I used to know a guy, he was in HR, and this is years and years ago. He had, uh, y'all remember the Crypt Keeper? Yeah. Crypt? He had yeah. him, and he would put him up in the uh, main <laughs> office when people would come in, and it was an engineering place. So when they would walk in, <laughs> it just raised its head and laugh. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I mean, he was- All right, well, here's the question around Halloween. Candy corn or no candy corn? Um, Where do you stand? A little bit. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. I think, yeah, I would agree with John a little bit. I mean, it's sort of like become part of the brand of Halloween in, yeah. in, in the view of that. If you don't and do for it. me, it is Halloween. We, we allow ourselves to get one bag with the pumpkins on the inside <laughs> and my husband and I fight over them and we literally eat them till we're sick. And then that's it. See you next that's time. We love them. What about the caramels that are wrapped in the black and orange like wrapper? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you remember those? Mm -mm. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I was like, like nobody ever touched those. If you put those out, yeah. that was all that was left because nobody wanted that. It was sort you of might like as well you, put an apple in my bag for goodness sakes. Yeah, it was sort of like <laughs> getting like the fun size uh, candy bars, and then all that's left in the bag is Milky Ways. I mean, nobody wants them. You know, we we at least know. I don't like Milky Ways. I don't like. I don't, I don't like Almond Milky Joys. Way. I don't like those. But. <laughs> Not a big fan of coconut. But if you bring a Twix in this house, they're mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Halloween is like, uh, it, it's, yeah, we're going to do the, the Nerdoween and have some, have some That's fun. That's fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's sort of the, it's a holiday that, that I've always, that I liked just because what it does with people, and sadly, more than Christmas, Christmas almost brings out the worst, <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least on Black Friday, which is coming up. And if you're planning that now, 
uh to say that you're on your back foot is uh understatement <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways shane we want to thank you for being on the show uh we've had my pleasure uh i hope absolutely i hope everybody out there uh was able to take something away from this um if you're listening and you're like you know what i really need to next year up my game on social media we'd love to talk with you you actually now know who one of our preferred vendors are to help us out and help you out is now so we would love to uh to have that conversation um john you got anything you want to plug anything before i just finally closes not out? us but definitely uh shane if you want to kind of tell people where they can find you or your website and and obviously on social Sure. So you can find me at 520eastbrands.com. People want to know where that name came from. I used to live in New York City at 520 East 72nd Street. Gotcha. So 520 East Brands. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, 520eastbrands.com is where you can find us. You can find me on Twitter at 520eastbrands. I will always tweet you back. And um, Mondays at noon, you can find me live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for my Let's Get Real show. And Jason was a recent guest. So if you missed it, you can catch up on youtube there you go there's all the deets peoples so as you're here on youtube listening to us make sure you like and subscribe hit the bell get the latest videos uh, we want to thank our recent subscribers we've had two or three of you thanks you for thanks you you can tell it's friday and i'm hungry because this is where i start to break down this is like a thing in the show i swear to god guys anybody out there listening to this it is a gimmick jason really is this goofy um anyway <laughs> Go have an almond joy. I don't, <laughs> I don't like coconut either. Um, <laughs> so anyways, you can find us at Nerdbrand Agency everywhere on social media. You can also find us at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast to listen to this latest episode or watch the video of it. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers. Once again, thank you, Shane, for being on the show. And to everybody out there, remember, keep your nerd brand strong.